They say the gods made us in their image. We think of this as a blessing. We think of ourselves as mighty and just, a mirror of the splendor we see in them. Not once do we consider the evils we inherited from them too. Welcome listeners to the Facades of Gods, a no-show radio production. With me tonight, I have... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I will be playing Jada Jacques. My name is Ethan Schaff, and I'm performing as Clarence Bertram. And I am Kyle, your master of fate tonight. Feeling a little lost? Well, I guess I can fill you in. So there I was, playing a regular performance at the Mad Cat, when my uh, acquaintance, Jada Jacques, came in to ruin the fun and maybe go do some digging for her about Big Boss Frederick Lloyd. So when I go to the back, discreetly, may I add, uh, this dame almost ruins it for me and comes in swooning for a backstage pass or something. I don't know, I wasn't too interested. Anyways, I blow her off and catch the ends of a conversation that was, I don't know, it sounds like it matches up with some descriptions and directions that I heard about earlier before my performance. Anyways, I made my way back to Jada, and there she is at the bar with the same lady that I just blew off. Can you believe it? And then in spectacular cop work, Officer Jack goes and detains us just so I can give her the information in a somewhere less noticeable and discreetly. Anyways, we, we get out of the club, and all of a sudden we hear this scream. Jada chases after it, and I follow suit, because hey, why not? And I guess the dame follows behind. But anyways, it's just our luck that we follow the screen, and of course there's a woman dying, bleeding out. And I, I can't afford this, are you kidding me? Being at the scene of a murder with a cop and this heiress? No, no, that's just not good. That's not good for anyone. It was weird, though. This poor woman, she she was dead, but she was all dried up. I don't know, like a mummy or something. There you are in the alley. The girl lies dead. And you were checking for a pulse. Officer shock. There was none. The alley is quiet. It's overwhelming and screaming in the silence. What do you all do? I mean, like, I i was the first one here. I was looking at her wallet and I found the name Aubrey Nurse. Audrey. I, Audrey. A-U-D-E-R, yes. And in her wallet, I also found another white slip of paper and right you found or three more uh, you found yeah you found three uh pieces of paper uh one looked like uh, a weird subway ticket the other two were blank and they looked very similar to the one in the manila envelope that was on your desk I'm, I've got like, I have like a little messenger bag around my shoulders and I carry some, you know, basic forensic cop stuff as one does. 
I'm gonna go into my messenger bag and pull out just some clear baggies to start uh, putting the evidence away. I know this isn't really what I should be doing, but I have to kind of handle the situation. Do I have a pager? Um, you do, yes. Okay. I'm. I would like to page the office. So you get a limited number of characters in in that. What do you convey? I'm gonna type in the code uh, for mm-hmm. a dead person. Um, I can't be presumptuous and assume it's a murder, despite I recall looking at the body, but there was nothing that really indicated that they were murdered. It was just like they were... It's weird for me to decipher, but that's not my job. That's not what I'm here to do. Uh, I just show up and solve things um, as the evidence kind of falls in place. Uh, So with my pager, I'm going to type out whatever code is designated for um, a dead person and then the address of where we're located. Okay. So, to the best of your ability, uh, you're able to put in the code, which is a simple number code anyway. Uh, The address that's closest to you, uh, you can get most of it out with abbreviating certain things. You think you get the message across. Uh, You get a page back. Who are you sending this to, by the way? My partner, I don't even like them, but I mean, gotta put them to work, otherwise they're useless. Right, so a a few moments pass and you get uh, a message back and all it says is 10-4. All right, I'm gonna stand up. Uh, You two, please back away from the body. Um, This is now a crime scene. We have oh. to treat it as such. They're dead? Gross. Yeah, it seems like they've expired from their wounds. Um, cause unknown. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Already disinterested, I have my compot out again, checking my face, since that got rudely interrupted by Clarence running off the last time. We can't be here. I gotta go. Uh, I am not supposed to be... No, I'm not going to be here for this. This is not for me, so... Mr. Bertram, nope. it's going to be another 10-15 minutes before Mm-mm. any cop arrives. Um, nope. That is an adequate amount of time for me to question you and ideally receive all the information that you should have told me while we were inside. Mm. <sighs> so, go ahead. I'm waiting. I believe Miss McNamara is also waiting for us. I, I, I think... Miss McNamara is very distraught right now. I don't think she can be consoled at a place like this. I'd, I'd say let's let's move away from from this area and talk there. Yeah, sound good. You you already paged your your partner, so he can take care of it. We can just leave it here and be on our way. We we can go around the corner if you're uncomfortable with death. Oh, I, 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 I'm not uncomfortable you. with death. I just uh, I just don't want to be here. <laughs> Well, let's speed things up. Go ahead, tell me. Um, what did what did you hear uh, in regards to uh, Frederick Lloyd? There has to be more than just a statue. I need more to go off than this. Did, did I hear more than more than that? You, you got a whole set of directions, but not via 
uh, like street names or um, anything like that. It was much more uh, marker-based. You are thinking back through these directions. And I'll say you, you all have made your way out of the alleyway with still keeping line of sight to um, the girl. And as Officer Jacques is questioning you about this, you look up and you see a bright yellow hot dog sign. And you remember that this is one of those markers. You cast your gaze down the alleyway and you see another one. It's a green umbrella. Like one of those ones that they have at those vendor stands. Alright, so here's what I've gonna tell you. We are right at one of them right now. Um, one of the markers. Hot dog sign, that's that's where we're at. That's the start of it, I guess. Uh, and then that umbrella down there, that's, that's another one. So I'm assuming if we just follow this trail of the points, I guess, that's where we'll end up. Point of interest, though. I mean, I'm sure Clarence can join you, but do you really want us tagging along on this adventure of crime? And she like looks down at herself in her <laughs> clubbing outfit and her heels and her giant fluffy coat. Not subtle. Looking over <laughs> at Clarence. Also not that subtle. Uh, and like, I'm just I'm just saying that maybe we're not the best backup for you. Ma'am, I'm not looking for you to be backup. I'm looking for you to give directions. You have one job. Kindly comply. Mr. Bertram, I'm sorry, are you telling me that that hot dog sign is a marker? It just a hot dog sign. Can we specify that it is in fact this one or any hot dog sign? It's pretty distinct. Uh, there aren't any others in the area. Um, at least n not one quite so big and neon-y. Um, so you're pretty sure that this is the case. That, th that this is the one that you overheard. Hey, hey, look. If you want me to give you the information, I'll give you the information, but I'll I'll give it to you as, as quickly as I can, and as soon as you're done with me, I can leave, right? Yes. Um, one more thing, and I'm gonna ruffle around in my bag, and I've separated the one white paper that looks like a bus token um, into, like, a little clear Ziploc bag, and I'm gonna show it to the two of you. Does this look familiar to any of you. Wouldn't it be either of us? Mm. Does this look familiar, ma'am? So, as the detective holds up this plastic baggie with these two pieces of paper, you each notice one that looks like a subway pass and one that's blank. Looks like a subway pass and a scratch piece of paper. Just tickets to me. Very well. Thank you. And I'll stuff it back in my bag. Let's move along. Please stay close behind me. And I'm going to start marching towards that green umbrella. All right. Are you two following along? <laughs> I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly taking my sweet time. I am making sure not to step on any cracks, making sure that my 
footstep is perfectly fine and not going to twist an ankle. Not in any rush. Oh, no. No, you Mm-mm. prim and proper as one does. And so even with um, a certain someone kind of anchoring the pace, you all make your way actually fairly quickly through this whole list of different markers and, you know, where where you overheard uh, to turn or go past or however the information was overheard by you. And you make this right turn down a small street. It looks more like a parking area behind a building. Uh, there's some trash cans around. There's a fence. It's bookended by buildings on either side. And in the corner is this statue of a gentleman with a top hat. And he's tipping it. And he holds out another hand. Looks like one of those charity ones that you'd seen around town. It's roughly six feet tall. And then there's something right next to it. Or someone. He looks familiar. He looks like he's counting money and muttering to himself. And, sorry, he looks familiar to you, Clarence. Yeah. Would this happen to be Mr. Frederick Lloyd? No. Okay. I would assume everybody would know what he looks like. He seems like he's kind of in the public eye. He's been... Uh, unintentionally, I mean, just... Yeah, I, I, I would say that he probably has been in the papers, um, maybe made it on the news, lo- the local news, once or twice. Um, but a lot of what he is accused of doing is never actually shown. It's just, of course, always... Frederick Lloyd being taken into custody for X, Y, and Z. No, this this man is a, a lot scrawnier. And you could swear that he just looks slimy. All right. Well, I think this is the statue. So if you don't mind me, I led you the way. So I am going to be on my way now, if you don't I mind. I think for your safety... Both of you, please remain right here. Do not move. Give me five minutes. So uh, where are all of you? Are you, how, how far are you past the corner to be able to see the statue itself? Um, Have you all passed it? Are you well, still I mean, street I side? Street side. Um, like I want that statue to still be within sight where we could identify that there was that slimy looking dude. However, I, this is still kind of a tactical mission on my behalf, so I don't want to reveal ourselves, especially when I'm with two rather conspicuous-looking individuals. I'm in the same situation. I'm probably just poking my head up around the corner just to see what the next marker was, and it was the statue, so I'm staying put. I am staying put and lighting a smoke. Of course. So... Officer Jack, you approach this gentleman? What I would like to do is get closer, but not close enough that he sees me. I want to be within earshot of 
any mutterings to himself if he has any conversations with any passerbys. The street where you're at right now isn't very busy. Um, it's a little later in the evening. And though this part of town is normally fairly busy, this particular avenue is actually pretty quiet. And he's tucked himself away in the corner next to the statue. So you don't think there would be much foot traffic going that way. Um, so I guess give me give me a roll. Give me a, a roll for trying to stealth your way over there. I mean, yeah, this is sneaky through and through. Alrighty. That was a surprisingly good roll. Plus three, plus... Plus three, plus my one sneaky, plus four. Okay, so plus four is your total. Correct. So, as I mentioned, there are some trash cans that are around around the out, uh, the the parking area. Um, there aren't any cars, but you managed to hide yourself well enough behind one of the nearest uh, trash cans, close enough to hear. Uh, I mean, he's not like he's not whispering to himself, um, but he's not going out of his way to make himself heard to the whole neighborhood. And he seems to be, as he's counting out the money, he's counting out loud and occasionally he'll say something along the lines of all he says same things but at least he pays well <laughs> 55 56 57 is he counting a large sum of money that i can identify you're close enough to see that these are hundreds oh sorry well yeah so it's it's a it's a good, it's a good amount of money. I mean, it only looks like he has a, like a large, like it, like a good stack in his hand, a single stack. But like I said, he's he's working on his way up to probably about eighty of those. So he's he might have about eight thousand dollars in cash. It's not suspicious. No, not at all. Oh, how do I operate lawfully? Okay. Continuing uh, being sneaky, I want to, I guess, uh, stealth up behind this gentleman, and I don't know enough um, terms to accurately describe what I want to be able to do, um, but not detain him, but make him so like he can't use his arms. I just want to like okay. grab him and cuff him. Okay, I mean, yeah, technically you're detaining, but you'd be taking him by surprise on that. Um, so give me another roll for that particular action. The action of being sneaky or the action of detaining? The the actual um, action of detaining. Um, so, you, I mean, you, you've already kind of given a, a good enough um, stealth roll on this to maintain that a little bit, but you still need to be able to subdue him quick enough in order to actually still, you know, take him by surprise. and I see. This will be acted out with a lot of force, some intentional, some unintentional. Plus three. Okay, so... Oops. And if you're rolling against me and it happens to be close, do I get like an extra plus one because I snuck up on him? You do, and you will get 
one free boost and so long as you don't make it too crazy i think you can i, I think i'll let you try try to describe the situation so you can kind of get the boost that you want out of this hmm. absolutely um so kind of crouch down um using the shadows and just various garbage cans that seem to be scattered around this park um even trying to use like the shadow of the statue, I've snuck my way up towards this incredibly just displeasing looking individual. And while he's distractedly mumbling whatever it is to himself, I've, I really don't believe in unnecessary violence. I know that I've become, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, like I'm a cop, but I'm just one of the very few who don't necessarily encourage just beating people. Um, so with my left hand, I've got uh, an open cuff, and before the uh, man even has a moment to react, I've cuffed his one hand. With my free hand, I've just bent his other arm back, and I've cuffed him uh, both of his arms behind. Okay, so I guess we'll we'll give that as the boost that he is m- unable to use his arms right now. Okay. Um, and you will be able to invoke that once for free. My boost? Yeah, so oh. the way a boost works is when you get a sty- like a certain style on that, um, you, like you'll get a certain level of boost. Uh, sometimes you'll get a free invocation, uh, like one free invocation of it without having to use a fate point. Uh, if you do it well and beyond what whatever the role was or the, the difficulty level, you'll get more bo- uh, more free invocations on it. Okay. And this is also something that, say, if you do it to one of the other PCs or to another NPC, that they can fight it. They can fight against it. Um, so there, like, there are a number of ways, but like, you'll be able to use that to your advantage in some way for free, not right cool. this second. Okay. And you can choose when you do that. It doesn't have to be like, say, the next round. So I understand that this actually isn't what a boost is it is more helpful for this scenario that i'm using it in this way but i assure you if you are super into rules that this doesn't exactly happen again i'm just gonna write down boost and then i'm gonna ask at any point (laughs) all right that's fine after a few moments giselle and clarence you hear this man yell out in pain from around the corner. Reactions? <laughs> I uh, I peek my head around and I slowly kind of like like a stray cat or something like that. I kind of just peer around the corner and kind of slowly make my way towards uh, where the guy was because at this point I've assumed that Captain Jacques has already taken care of it, so don't have to worry about a whole lot. Just ever so carefully. I think I'm, I'm talking as if I just assume he's listening to me, because why wouldn't he? As I'm sitting there smoking and being like, well, you know, we could just leave. She's not paying any attention to us. Clearly she has her man and you're gone. Okay. <laughs> and at that point, she'll follow behind. Next not caring so much for what's going on just more trying to avoid being arrested yeah because technically you still are in 
or custody. So, yeah, it, it might, be, might be a good idea to sort of not run away. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a suggestion, you know. So this man yells out, Ah! He, when he's kind of bent over, because you have his arm like way up and back and people kind of naturally sort of bend at the hip when that happens. Um, He kind of cocks his head to the side to see who's doing it behind him. And he cocks it towards the street. So he sees sort of like half of Officer Jacques' face. And then he sees two other people coming towards him. One of which... He looks like he recognizes. Ah! What? Uh, let me go! Ow! Ow! Ah! Uh, uh, Clarence! Get... What are you doing here? I... Thought you'd still be at the club right now. Yeah, about that. Um... This cop, um... Forced me into, into following her. She... She got me good, man. She, uh... She got me and uh, forced me to tell you uh, what was going on I uh, I didn't even know she was actually coming this way I I what what's going on again oh that's a good question officer what is going on I was just minding my own business when suddenly I'm detained okay first off shut up shitbag and I'm gonna push him to the ground ow you answer questions when I ask them Number two, Clarence, who is this man? Who is this man? So you recognize him as one of Lloyd's right-hand men. Um, I mean, it's, it's like a... It's a whiskey, you think. J- Jameson. His name's Jameson. Oh, uh, this is this is Jimmy. Um, he works for, I I I I think he he works for Frederick. Don't don't tell him. Uh, I mean, don't, I don't know. tell him. What? I don't know what we're talking about. Mm, mm-hmm. And how about you, Mister Jimmy? And I'm gonna pull just a little bit on the cuffs, which pull his shoulders back, kind of painfully. It's not the first time he's been cuffed. You pull on those, and he's not expecting this maneuver, but it doesn't seem to hurt him too much. But give me... I'm going to say a roll on this. Yeah, give, give me a roll for trying to get him to answer you. However you want to approach on that. I mean, I don't think if it was quite obvious with the angry words and swearing, (laughs) but I mean, I might be a little forceful. Plus four. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, he's been cuffed before, but he's not super physically adept. So he goes, ah, all right, all right. Yeah. (sighs) Look, I do business with Mr. Lloyd sometimes. Ain't nothing illegal about business. 
think I'll be the one to determine that, Mr... What did you say your name was? Jameson. Mr. Jameson. Pleasure. Oh, likewise. So, you know, nice quiet night like tonight. What brings you here with, oh, what does that look like? Five, six, seven grand in cash? Hey, just because I make a withdrawal and decide to count my money doesn't make it any the uh, the business of the Chicago PD. Cut the crap, Jameson. And... <sighs> I feel like I'm going against my... my aspects a little bit. Um, but I'm just gonna... I'm gonna wrap them up a little. Just a little. Yeah, okay, that's fine. So, how are you roughing him up? Shoving him to the ground. He's got enough okay. arms to catch his fall. I mean, his face is gonna catch his fall. <laughs> so, do you want to use utilize that boost then? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, when you push him to the ground, yeah, uh, his face is definitely the first thing that hits the the asphalt, and he lets out this. <clears throat> Fine, fine. Look, like I said, we had some business, Mr. Lloyd and myself. But he's gone to meet with his partner on the underside. That's what he calls it anyway. I have one last question, Mr. Jameson. And I'm going to pull out the subway ticket and blank paper. What can you tell me about this? He looks it over. What kind of joke is this? Look, I don't need to take this from some cop scum whose own department sold her out a number of times. And Ooh, at that, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, at that, I actually would like you to take a mental stress on that. Oh, ow! Because <laughs> this is new information to you. Oh, snap. And so he sees, he, well, he, he saw Giselle before, but now, seeing as how the cop is, is just roughing up and he's being questioned, this is, what, Tuesday for him, <laughs> he turns to, to you, Giselle, kind of rolls over on his side. Oh, I think I've seen you over at the Mad Cat, at least a couple times. What's a husband killer like you doing out here? I think I won't even respond. I'll just flick my cigarette and my smoke to kind of push some ash his way and then take a nice deep inhale. Not even going to interact. And so he'll kind of roll up into the sitting position, cross-legged, and he goes, Hey, baby, look, why don't you come home with me? I promise to be a lot more... Lively than your late husband. <laughs> Last one to say that ended up dead. You sure you want that? He's just grinning to himself. Okay, that's enough, Mr. Jameson. That is neither here nor there. I need you to tell me where is the underside and maybe some information on their partner would be excellent. I'm sure you want to keep that money that you earned so, so well. <sighs> okay, okay. Uh, he... He's trying to, like, wiggle his arms, and 
you see him like kind of do a shimmy and he has his he has one of his hands free and he just points at the statue and you see now that there's actually a gate behind the statue he went that way took the train i think that's the closest or the easiest way to get to it never mentioned the stop but from what i understand you'll know when you get there very well Thank you for your cooperation. I'm going to walk back over and uncuff the one remaining hand. I'm taking my handcuffs back, and you can kindly get the fuck out of my face. He picks up his stack and pockets it. He walks to the edge of the parking area. He gives a look, a smug, satisfied look, shrugs, and walks away. Mr. Bertram... Miss McNamara, looks like I'm gonna require your company for a little longer. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we had... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara. You can find me on Twitter and any other social media at Roll for Alex. Bianca Zelda playing Officer Jada Jacques. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media as at Bianca Zelda. My name is Ethan Schauf. I play as Clarence Bertram, and you can find me anywhere that matters with the sign E.T. Shaw. I'm Kyle, and you can find me on Twitter at Lord Kyle K. This has been a no-show radio production.